At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, presented by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care providers of the Hornets. Rob Longo with you today after Charlotte's 133-119 to loss in Chicago. Yes, it is sadly another Silver Linings edition of the HHC today. We'll break this one down, highlight our Silver Lining performances, plus the latest edition of Real Access dropped over the weekend. Did you see it yet? We'll discuss all these things over the next 20 minutes or so. And I say we because I'm joined today by Matt Rochinski, the Vice President of Digital Media and since it's been a while since Matt has joined us here on the HHC, that title might sound a little odd or a little new, and that's because it is. So, Matt, not only welcome to the Hornets Hivecast today, but congrats on the well-earned title change as well. Thank you very much, Rob. I appreciate it, man. And, and, and fitting that I'm coming back on the Hornets Hivecast with a Rob Longo podcast. I, I feel like this is the perfect combination between me and you. So, so I'm happy to be back on and, and really appreciate the congrats. And, you know, it's it's not just me. It's It's been a great team effort that's gotten me to this point. And, and I can't thank this team enough that we have here in the digital space with you included, Mr. Longo. I am flattered. We will just leave it at that. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get you caught up on what happened last night. Charlotte was at a disadvantage before even stepping on the floor last night as the Hornets were without Mason Plumley for the third straight game with a calf strain. And Cody Martin was a late scratch as he battles a non-COVID-related illness. So with the Hornets a little shorthanded, Nick Richards got his first NBA start. However, that did not last long as P.J. Washington came off the bench and went 4-4 four for four from beyond the arc in the first quarter alone. Hello ball. Sweet pass to P.J. Washington on the pick and pop three. Got another one. P.J. Washington. Yet another Lowe's drilling threes basket forces a timeout. 
here from the Bulls. The Hornets ended the quarter on an 18-9 run and led it 31-30 after the first. The second quarter was not kind to the Hornets as Chicago closed the quarter on a 20-7 run in the final five and a half minutes to make it a 69-58 deficit for the Hornets going into the locker room. From there, things went from bad to worse. Nikola Vucevic had a season-high 23 points with just three and a half minutes into the third quarter as the Bulls went on a 17-3 run and led it by 19 going into the fourth frame. Charlotte came out firing in the fourth quarter, though. The Hornets ripped off a 14-4 run not even two minutes into the quarter. Caruso bounced into the lane, intercepted Gordon Hayward the takeaway. Hayward, the Hornets, trying to speed things up. He'll fire transition three, nothing but net. Gordon Hayward drilling another Lowe's three-point shot. He's got 11 now. Hornets down 15. Charlotte extended that run to 27-8 with 7.5 left to play in regulation to cut the deficit to as little as 4. However, that was the closest as the Hornets would get it as Charlotte falls for the second time in as many games, 133-119, to now falling on the season to 13-10. and Matt, before we take a listen to what James Brago had to say after this game, I just want to get your general thoughts on this one. Man, I'll tell you what, my general thoughts on this one are for years we watched Nikola Vucevic in Orlando and the way that he played against this back then Bobcats and or Hornets team. And the guy just lit us up and, and he is a guy that is just amazingly consistent. He's almost flawless in the way he plays and the way he's able to kind of uh, disperse the basketball for them as well as score the basketball and grab rebounds. And when you're missing a guy like Mason Plumley, when you're missing a guy like Cody Martin, in the past, you might hear those kind of injuries, especially with a Cody, you know, being out with the sickness and think, okay, that's just going to be a next man up mentality. But these guys have been so good for us on the defensive end, especially in that stretch of games of the seven wins and eight games in which they were playing some of the best defensive basketball that we've seen this team play up to date. And they just kind of have lost it over these last couple games. They're trying to outscore teams. And that's not the way that we know that Coach JB wants them to play basketball. And he knows that they need to get things right defensively if this team's going to continue to have the success we were seeing before. And what a perfect segue because that's exactly what James Borrego said after the game last night. I mean, obviously our offense is fine. It's it's the defensive end that's the problem. So just got to correct it, you know, get better at that area. I like I like where Terry's at offensively. But uh, going the other way, all of us have to be better. So it doesn't get any easier. You get a, a very good Milwaukee team next. Another challenge for our defense in two days. So long season, we just got to stick with it. Man, I think you hit the button right there as, you know, James Brago always does, of course, considering, you know, he is the head coach after all. But, you know, the defense has definitely been a struggle at times. But I was talking to Sam Farber about this after the game on last night's postgame show on our wrap up was that despite the defense not being there for the Hornets, keep in mind, Chicago shot almost 60% from the field. I mean, they they were lights out. They got to their spots. The Hornets had a hard time just trying to keep them in check because a lot of those shots came from the mid-range, which you don't really see from a lot of teams. That's more of like teams that you see that have a more veteran presence, which the Bulls obviously do with a guy like, you know, DeMar DeRozan and of course Zach Levine starting to get up there now as well and, and a guy like Nikola Vucevic. Just a very experienced lineup that is able to take what the defense gives them and that was just kind of what ended up being the difference last night. Yeah, there's absolutely many different options that they're able to touch on as you mentioned, you know, this team can do it inside with Vooch, they can do it outside with the way that Zach Levine can take in hit shots not only from the outside but also drive the lane and then you mentioned the mid-range game. DeMar DeRozan is probably one of the best mid-range game shooters that the NBA is going to ever see. This guy has made a living in Toronto back in the day 
and over these last few years in San Antonio. He's just that type of player who's not afraid to hit that 18-footer that most coaches will go off on you about if you don't step outside that three-point line or get even closer to the paint. He makes his living in those areas where a lot of other players won't play, and, and they just are able to hit you in so many different ways. Once again, the Hornets fall last night 133-119 to in Chicago and now move to 13-10 and on a regular season. Despite the great performances by most of the starters for Chicago, there were some solid performances on the other side for the Hornets as well. Gordon Hayward finishes with 22 points. Terry Rozier finishes with a game-high 31 points. We'll get into more of our silver linings here in a few moments. LaMelo Ball with 18 points as well, also with 13 assists, and a couple of bench guys got the job done as well as the Hornets without Cody Martin and Mason Plumley only ended up going eight deep last night. P.J. Washington, 15 points. Kelly Oubre with 18 points, despite most of his work being inside the three-point line as well. So, like I said, Matt, we'll get into our silver linings here in a few moments, but the way that the Hornets were able to come back in that fourth quarter was definitely promising, and I talked to Sam about that after the game as well, is this Hornets team was down by as many as 23 at one point, and they were able to come back and make it a single-digit deficit with still some time left on the clock. It was just a, too big of a deficit to overcome as they allowed you know, 39 points in the second quarter and 35 points in the the third quarter and that just kind of was just too much for the Hornets to overcome like I mentioned but it seems like there is an ability to take some sort of momentum away from this game for Charlotte saying that even though this was a big deficit there was also a big deficit in Saturday's game in Houston as well and they were able to come back both times and make it competitive down the stretch. Yeah this is a team that doesn't fear a lead that the other team might have on them. This is a team that's not going to step down or back down no matter what quarter it is and how big the lead is, especially going into the fourth. I mean, we know that this has been a second-half team consistently all season long, but this Hornets squad is not afraid of anybody in the fourth quarter, and it doesn't matter if they're at home. It doesn't matter if they're on the road. you got to also take that into consideration, that they're doing this over in Chicago, which is one of the toughest buildings in the, in the NBA to play in, and, and they're not backing down, and it was led by the veteran Gordon Hayward out there, who had just had an absolutely amazing fourth quarter, and you love to see that from a guy like that, because this is the most veteran player on the Hornets roster, he's a guy who could easily have stepped back when they enter the fourth quarter down 104 to 85. Instead, he's trying to send a message to these guys. I'm not out of it. We shouldn't be out of it. Let's see if we can steal one here in Chicago. And I'll tell you what, Rob, I believed it, man. I'm not going to lie. When it got to 110 to 106, I'm sitting there telling my wife, I think this is going to actually really happen. We're going to do this again. But you're right. I think that just kind of the gas ran out in the tank and, and a little bit too much Vucevic there because he was key on a 9-0 run that really put them back in the lead. When it's all said and done, the Hornets finished the month of November at 8-8, eight and eight, which is still pretty good considering that the Hornets were on the road for the majority, especially on the West Coast, and especially the fact that the month of November started with a five-game losing skid as well on that West Coast swing, but of course the five-game winning streak made up for that, and the Hornets level out at 8-8, eight and eight, still 13-10 and 10 on the regular season, and still, of course, plenty of basketball to be played here throughout the next couple of months, and of course you can join us when the Hornets return home for basically the second half of the season to get your tickets at Hornets.com. Still a couple of dates still available here in December, so you can still get your tickets at Hornets.com, but second half of the season, once the calendar flips to 2022, there will be plenty of more games so you can come join us here at the Hive. 133-119, to 119, your final score last night. The Hornets fall on the road to Chicago. We'll give you our silver linings next, right here on the Hornets Hivecast. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. 
Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, they just make sense. Rob Longo and Matt Rachinsky with you here today on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Matt Rachinsky, of course, the vice president of digital media here at Hornets Sports and Entertainment. And Matt, as the guest of honor, I will allow you to go first with your silver linings after last night's loss. Yeah, my silver lining after last night's loss has got to be P.J. Washington. I mean, just the job that this guy has been doing. Number one, you mentioned Nick Richards got the start without Mason Plumley, the birthday boy Nick Richards, uh, and on his 24th birthday. And P.J. handles that well. And just, you know, he's Coach Borrego left him in that reserve role, and it paid off big time for the Hornets early on in this contest when we were down 13-4 to early in the game, down by nine really kind of struggling to get something going, P.J. Washington stepped in and hit four consecutive three-pointers in the first half. He was four of four in that first half with 12 points. Just amazing considering that, you know, he had missed those six games with the hyperextended left elbow and has come back, and this is his fourth game back, but in his last two games out, he was averaging 15 points and 58% shooting from the field. He's now hit five of seven threes last night. He's now shooting 72.2% from long range in these three games back. That's the kind of contribution we're going to love to see from P.J. Washington, as well as the fact that he's averaging five boards. If that's the kind of contribution we'll get off the bench once this team is fully healthy, he's going to make a significant impact for this squad down the stretch. And I posed this question to Sam Farber after the game last night, and I guess I'll pose it to you as well as we take a little bit of a sneak peek moving forward to the Milwaukee game. It seemed like starting Nick Richards last night was just an attempt to try to slow down a guy like Nikola Vucevic, who is a bigger, wider body, just trying to go big on big at that point. Of course, B.J. Washington, you know, he can hold his own in the paint, but he is pretty much that quintessential small ball stretch five center that we've seen year in and year out and he plays that role just so well coming off the bench and again of course we saw it last night going five of seven from beyond the arc 15 points a couple of rebounds thrown in there as well but moving forward especially with that game Wednesday in Milwaukee you got a you know a seven foot guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo that can run like a gazelle and be as physical as anybody down in the paint if Mason Plumlee is out for what would end up being a fourth consecutive game does Nick Richards get to start once again in that attempt or do we see P.J. Washington get thrown into the starting lineup and try to spark the team from there as well so it's a weird instance Matt because you know I see both sides of the coin where PJ just does a good job coming off the bench it can kind of watch the game a little bit develop what he wants to do when he gets out there but then I can see the other side of the coin as well where PJ is just such an impactful player that you would rather have Nick Richards come off the bench as well so I will leave that question to you I know you're not the coach but I just want to get your thoughts on that as well I'm not opposed to starting PJ and and having him match up against Giannis early that's what they've been doing and and, you know that's what they're on this tear that they're on right now is you know winning these seven games in a row they're doing it because Giannis is playing well at that five they've had some injuries down at the five they just signed DeMarcus Cousins right is now a Milwaukee buck if I am not mistaken they had just made that yeah because Milwaukee needs so much more help obviously right right but he's back in the league so you know you you add a big guy that's a former all-star on your team so I can see needing a guy like Nick Richards maybe to body up a guy like that if that's what's going to be coming off the bench for Milwaukee if they feel comfortable with him. So I think P.J.'s a good matchup against Giannis. I think P.J.'s added some strength. He's added some muscle 
I think it'd be an interesting matchup to see is see how he can body up Giannis and see what if he can get him out of rhythm in some way, shape, or form. With that said, we still got to get to my silver lining, of course, and I am going to go with Terry Rozier from last night's game. Shadow Rozier with Levine the entire way. Rozier still gets free. Steps to his left, fires off the triple, nets another one. Terry Rozier absolutely locked in, drilling another Lowe's three-point shot. It's his fourth of the game. He's got a game-high 23, and Charlotte's now down by just six. Scary Terry finishes with a game-high 31 points, 11-17 from the floor, but the thing that really impressed me, Matt, was his 6-7 of seven from beyond the arc. Terry has had a rough go of it the last couple of games shooting from three-point land, but last night was definitely not the case as we got to see the Terry Rozier of old against the Chicago Bulls. The other thing I love about Terry and the main reason why he is getting my silver lining after last night's loss is because of the veteran presence that he provides to this team and it showed last night after the game when he was talking to the media. Everybody in the, in, in the world, like I mentioned earlier, everybody going to always overreact to stuff. We got to stay together in that locker room. We can't be overreacting. Can't go home listening to our people and what they got to say. We, we we stay together. Our, our spirits is high and we got we got a important one uh, in two days. So we just worried about that. I mean, we're in a great spot. It ain't like we were one of the worst teams in the league. So just move on from our spirit still high. We got a important one in two days. Matt, I couldn't have said it any better. That's the thing. Terry just put this in perspective because, yeah, the Hornets have lost two straight games, but they're still 7-3 and three in their last 10, and they're still three games above 500, and they've still played a ton of games on the road. They have played now 14 games on the road. No one has even come close to that in terms of the association. So they've been road warriors. They haven't gotten a lot of home cooking. They've had a lot of back-to-backs where they were, you know, split back-to-backs too, where they are at home one night and then they got to go on the road the second night that is not easy to do so when everything is said and done I just love that calming presence that Terry Rozier can provide for this team and this is what that team needs there's no doubt they need that presence from Terry in the locker room because you're right they have had the schedule against them early in the in the season obviously one of the toughest schedules in the NBA all games on the road only nine games at Spectrum Center so far but the thing is those games at Spectrum Center like you mentioned before the break they're not coming very soon. There's five games in December that we're going to have here, but those home games aren't going to start to come until January. So you need that calming presence of a guy like Terry who's able to talk to these guys and make sure that message is being delivered because we're still going to have to weather these ups and downs. They're going to still exist when you have as many road games thrown in over the course of this upcoming month of December as well. We've seen it in November. We're probably going to see a lot of the same in December in terms of swings. There's going to be those great positive swings, but when they hit a rough patch on the road, you got to make sure that you can stem the tide a little bit, I guess, and, and see if you can get things fixed. And a guy like Terry is going to help to do that. Once again, the Hornets fall on the road last night in Chicago, 133-119, to and move now to 13-10 and on a regular season like I mentioned but there is still plenty of basketball to be played coming up on Wednesday in Milwaukee Sam Farber and Rod Boone will get you set for that one on tomorrow's edition of the Hornets Highcast but we still got one more segment here on the HHC today at least the latest episode of Real Access recently dropped over the weekend on Hornets.com and there's been a couple of other fun featuring pieces on Hornets.com as well we will talk about all that next here on the HHC Hornets fans make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. 
Rob Longo and Matt Rachinski with you here for one final segment on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And Matt, over the weekend, Real Access dropped. It debuted on Saturday. Obviously, we will not recap the entire six-minute episode, but we will give the talking points at least. This episode really focused on the backcourt of Terry Rozier, LaMelo Ball, and it kind of focused on how, yeah, they have two different kind of playing styles. Of course, Terry is more of the scorer. LaMelo Ball is more of the facilitator, and yet they complement each other really well. It also followed the team on its five-game winning streak over the past couple of games, as well as the Cornucopia event that was held at Spectrum Center prior to Thanksgiving. So those are kind of the highlights. Those are the bullet points, Matt. I just wanted to see if you had a certain moment that really stood out to you or a favorite part of the latest episode of Real Access. I will tell everyone this. As a fan, a gigantic fan of the Real Access series, it's honestly in my all of my years here, it's one of my favorite things that we're able to do and really get to know this team and get behind the scenes as well as our guys have been doing and putting together some awesome work. But I will tell everyone this, that we've been talking about Terry Rozier before this. We've been talking about LaMelo Ball. These guys have been absolutely tremendous. And sometimes you get lucky in these shows with the perfect situation when you sit down and we're like, hey, what ideas do we have to come up with? And our crew came up with the idea of wanting to focus on the backcourt to be able to go off on that five-game winning streak as it was happening with both of those guys both LaMelo and Terry making such significant contributions. This is one of my favorite episodes to watch. And I got a bunch of things that I want to say. Real quick, I'll just say these. I think, number one, listening to Miles say that he's sitting back and just enjoying the show is one of my favorite quotes in the episode because this is a guy who's our leading scorer has been having a all-star type season. And he's saying he's sitting back on the court and enjoying the show when Terry's out there and LaMelo's out there. So I love to know that that's the kind of camaraderie that this team has. And that's what's being shown in this. And they talk a little bit about the trip to Miami that Terry kind of put together. But I want to know if somewhere, I think if I'm not mistaken, JB talks about he dunked at some point in time with LaMelo. I would love to see that footage. Need to figure out where that happens. And if we can't get that, then I need to know who Miles is using in Mortal Kombat so uh, that he beats LaMelo with all the time. Because I think that that's important information that we're able to get in these behind-the-scenes episodes. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite thing about these kind of projects is the behind-the-scenes looks is the fact that you're able to kind of associate with the players a little bit more. They are, for lack of a better term, they're human. You know, they have the same interest that you and I might have as well. So, you know, that's what I really enjoyed. But yeah, we'll have to try to find that footage in the archives somewhere of JB throwing down a dunk or two from his college days. But it was a pretty good chuckle between him and LaMelo because I'm pretty sure Melo, after JB said that, he said quit lying JB or something like that so it was a good little bit there as well so you know if you didn't check out Real Access yet I highly recommend it again it's only about a six minute watch one of these days we'll get them up to about a 25 or 30 minute episode and I'll be sitting down with a bowl of popcorn and sitting and watching it on my couch instead of just checking it in on my laptop for a few moments so one of those days we'll get it to a full feature length or 30 minutes or so but in the meantime it's still a really great watch you learn a lot about the team in just a short amount of time so I highly recommend you guys going over to Hornets.com and checking that out. And of course, there's other great video features on Hornets.com this season, and one of them is Tattoo Talk, where obviously the Hornets have a lot of players with some pretty detailed ink on their bodies, and that has made a return. And Matt Rachinsky is a tattoo enthusiast as well, so this project probably hits a little bit closer to home to you than me, Matt, because, well, I'm deathly afraid of needles and probably would never <laughs> ever get a tattoo. But, you know, what can we expect for Tattoo Talk moving forward? Obviously, we had the Lomelo Ball one not 
not that long ago. That was always a good feature he won, but you know, we got some guys with some heavy ink like Terry Rozier and Kelly Oubre that are probably on the horizon as well. Yeah, it's one of my favorite pieces to do. Obviously, yeah, it hits a little closer to home. Got a few tats myself. Just got tattooed with my 18-year-old daughter, so that was a pretty nice present for her for her 18th birthday. But we've had LaMelo on there. We started it before pre-quarantine back with Terry Rozier. It was one of the last features we did pre-quarantine, so we decided to bring it back this season. But the LaMelo piece was great. Got to learn some new interesting stuff about the pieces that he has on them. And the thing that I like the best about it is these guys love talking about their tasks. They love telling the story. And it, when you talked about who do we have upcoming, you're right. Kelly Oubre is one that is going to be upcoming that all of our fans are going to have to watch. This guy tells a story throughout his body. Every piece of his body has a different kind of reason behind what he's got on what leg, what he's got on what arm, why he's decided to build pieces out, why he's decided to turn things into sleeves. It's just amazing the pieces that he has and, and the depth that it kind of shows you to a guy like Kelly Oubre. But it's not just a guy like Kelly Oubre. We've also got some surprises in store. Did you know Gordon Hayward has a tattoo? No, that is a, wow, that is a surprise to me. There you go. Not many people are aware of that. And we'll have that one coming up down the line as well. We talked to Miles. We talked to PJ. We talked to Cody Martin. We're going to have all of these this season. Please make sure you look out for it because it's it's a great piece. And you're seeing all this ink on these guys, like you said. We're one of the most tatted up teams in the league. It's nice to watch a game and go, wow, I know why Miles has got that gorilla now. That's great to know. So we'll be getting that to all of our fans. Great quality content on Hornets.com as always. And the guy spearheading it is the one and only Matt Richinski, the vice president of digital media here at Hornets and Sports and Entertainment, who joined me today on another edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks so much, Matt, for stopping by. I know you're a busy guy. It was just great chatting to you as always. I love being on here with you, Rob. And thanks to all of you for joining us today as well. A reminder, tomorrow's edition is a game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Sam Farber and the beat reporter for the Charlotte observer rod boone will take you through and get you set for that one so for matt rachinski i'm rob longo saying so long and thank you for joining us on another edition of the hornets hivecast thank you for listening to the hornets hivecast brought to you by senta the official eye ear nose and throat care provider of the charlotte hornets for more coverage visit hornets.com